When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wondering what's next in your business or personal life? Welcome to Success to Significance, Life After Breaking Through Glass Ceilings, a podcast dedicated to helping you with all of life's challenges, discoveries, and opportunities. Whether you're seeking a new career, retirement, or simply wanting to make an impact in your community or the world, join Jen Duplessis and her guests as they explore how to start, what to do when you're in the thick of a change or growth, and how to leave a mark in this world after breaking through your next achievement. You are moments away from the aha you've been seeking. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Success to Significance, Life After Breaking Through Glass Ceilings. I'm your host, Jen Duplessis. I'm delighted to have you here today, and I want to thank you again for taking time out of your busy days to listen to us. And I um, have recently ironically received um, something from someone who lives in Colorado who who said, you know, I'm listening to your podcast while, while I'm riding my bike. And I said, oh, that's really cool because having been, uh, not having been, but being a Colorado native myself, I know what that means, riding a bike at high altitudes. So again, welcome to the show. We're happy to happy that you're here with us today. And my guest today is Roberta Whitney Hughes. She is the founder and lead instructor of Peaceful with two L's, Peaceful Living, a boutique hybrid studio that conveys a delicate and personalized peaceful living instruction through customized Pilates, meditation, and yoga classes. And I'm not going to read her entire bio, but I want to give you a few highlights. Um, the idea is that um, she helps clients who desire to change their relationship with stress, which I think is just the phraseology is something we want to talk about is why do I want to have a relationship with stress? Uh, and we're going to be talking um, about uh, three ways to become more Zen. We're going to be talking about five simple ways to declutter your thoughts, which is huge in today's market and, you know, how to leave burnout, right? Stress tips. So, or anti-stress tips. So we, I want to uh, welcome you to the show, Roberta. I'm delighted to have you. It's wonderful to be here. Thank you so much for having me as your guest today. Um, I love the diversity that you bring to your podcast. Your guests come from all different walks of life, and it's fun to hear different stories and how people share their experiences and how they got to where they are in their lives. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, and you know, so let's talk about your glass ceiling or one of them. We all have multiple glass ceilings, but let's talk about your past a little bit. How did you, you know, arrive at where you are today? Where do we where do we start and how did you arrive if you could just share that, you know, in a couple minutes or so? Sure. I I arrived to where I am today a little bit by accident. I am a journalism major, so I got my degree in journalism and public relations. Right out of college, I got married to someone who was in the Air Force, and we were moving around often. And having a public relations and journalism degree did not allow me to really take that and move from place to place frequently. As you know, um, you really need to put down roots for those jobs. So in college, I had taken my first yoga class, and that became 
my passion. As we were moving around, I started to practice, then I started to study, then I got certified and began teaching, and I was able to take that with me wherever we went. I was also a young mother and raising two boys, mostly by myself. I started creating practices that helped me stay grounded and nourished mm. and <laughs> yes. feeling, feeling taken care of even when I was far from home. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I'm, I'm giggling about that because we know kids are definitely a stress, you know, factor for many of us just because, you know, they're kids. They're kids. Yes. It's not a bad thing. They're just kids. And, you know, uh, my husband's uh, father was Air Force as well, you know, and being from Colorado, we actually are from Colorado Springs. So we have all the military around us. And, uh, you know, his he was gone for three tours in Vietnam. And so his mom was always stressed. And there were three boys in her household. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was, uh, I'm sure it was uh, fun to be there, you know, at that time. Um, okay, so it's brought you here. And so now, you know, when we talk about breaking through glass ceilings, you know, how did it become, uh, you know, obviously, so you can instruct yoga, you can, you know, help people with meditation and that type of thing. And you could be at a studio just being a yoga instructor. Why did you choose to go into, you know, something a little unique and different? And I know you still have a studio, but how did you um, choose to go into something that was unique and different? And I know that one of the things that is so powerful, and you can allude to this as well, is that uh, you do this online. And so you don't really have the studio that we're all imagining. It's more that we can do all of this in the comfort of our home led by you. So why did, why did, you know, a lot of people say my mess become my, became my message. I really feel like your mess can become your mission. So mm. how did that transpire for you and why is it so important? I think I always felt a little out of place in a typical yoga studio because I was a military spouse. I was moving around. Most of the time in my early years, I was teaching on military bases. Mm. And to bring those two worlds together, it really took some creativity and some authenticity, meeting people where they were. And if people were going to approach these self-care practices like yoga and meditation, it needed to happen in a way that they could hear it and understand it. And a typical yoga studio where I might feel whole would possibly be a put off to people who are trying to find these practices to fit into their own lives. And so as time evolved, I was working mostly in either fitness centers or recreation centers on military bases. And then once we put down our roots here in Parker, Lifetime Fitness became my home. And being more in the fitness setting, that too didn't feel 100% like me because I right. really believe in the grounding practices that mm. you can gain from yoga and meditation and Pilates. And so I just started teaching people more, mostly privately and creating these relationships where I was seeing how they were taking the practices into their lives to become the best version of themselves. I teach a lot of leaders, a lot of people who own their own businesses, who are type A people who may not necessarily think of these practices as a good fit for them. And here I am. I, I just used my personality, my creativity, who I am in the world to bring two worlds together that may not necessarily intersect normally. Yeah. Now, are your clients international? 
because you're doing this online, have you expanded into the international market? I have a couple of international students right now, one in Denmark, and she's a head of school, and she comes to my classes every week, and we keep in communication. And when I teach a noon class, she's doing her practice at 8 p.m. right, right. before bed. Right before so, bed. So, yes, <laughs> yeah. That's cool. That's good. And, you know, that's one of the great things about um, the ceilings that all of us have been breaking through is just being international because of COVID. Thank goodness. I mean, we were that way before, but now, you know, exponentially um, we're that way. Okay. So let's talk about stress. That's the first thing. I I love that you said your relationship with stress. And I I immediately went, I don't want a relationship with stress. That's the typical reply. And I had written a blog called Making Friends with Stress. And people have said, I don't want to be friends with my stress. And I I use that phrase because I think the things that we can have a lighter heart with and a better relationship with, we're able to have more power in that relationship. So if stress is something that's always taking over, and having the control in our lives, we're going to feel weighed down. We're going to feel more tired. We're going to feel less empowered to be who we are in the world. If we can create a positive and healthy relationship, learn our symptoms, get to know what happens when we're feeling stressed, over time, you'll be able to curb those things before they become a big problem where you aren't sleeping, you're feeling exhausted, you have that wired and tired sensation throughout the day um, where you're just not functioning at your optimal I level. I love that wired and tired. It is, uh, yeah, it's definitely something that that I see a lot with my clients uh, as well as I actually see it with my husband a lot. He has a traumatic brain injury mm-hmm. and he's wired and tired all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I have a, a mug that says uh, meltdown manager. Uh, <laughs> right? I'm his meltdown manager. <laughs> yes, because at some time it has to collapse, right? It has to come yeah. to a big, big finale so that there can be a physical letdown. Right, right. So so let's talk about that then, because I think this is really going toward more the five simple ways to declutter your thoughts, because this is a way to improve the awareness that you might be in this state Um, like you were saying, you know, is increasing that awareness so you don't get to that final state. But let's talk about these five simple ways to declutter our thoughts to reduce stress so that when, when or then we can now entertain the thought of calming down and doing some practices, you know, some mediate or not mediation, some meditation, some yoga, Pilates. Yeah. So the first thing that I love to do is journaling because journaling allows you to empty your mind and journaling can happen in a number of different ways and it will happen for your personality so for some people what we call a brain dump is helpful just writing down whatever is in your brain getting all those thoughts out Um, for other people being more creative in your writing and thinking about what you want and creating the life and the picture that you want using those words putting them on paper And then using a planner is number two, because once you have your thoughts out of your brain, you need to organize them in a way that you can have control over your time and be the architect of your own time. I use two different planners. One is more for wellness and the other is for business. And that helps my brain know 
in this planner, these are my appointments, these are the things that I need to give my attention to, to be ready for. My wellness planner is really, what am I committing to do for myself, to nourish myself and nurture myself and keep feeding the energy that I need to be a productive human being. So journaling, using a planner. Right. Love that. I love that. And, uh, you know, of course I'm all digital, so I'm not going to use like a planner planner, Sure. but, um, but I love that you have this wellness piece of this, you know, I don't think it necessarily is a balance. And the reason why this came up to me is that, uh, I don't believe in balance. <laughs> I really just don't. I think when you're balanced, you're 50, 50, that's a balance. Um, that means you're just not really into everything. You're not completely present with everything. Um, but I love that you incorporate wellness into your plan, you know, mm -hmm. so it's more of an integration, uh, as opposed to, um, you know, I have to work and then I have to be, you know, work on my wellness. I have to work and then I have to be in my wellness when we can actually experience this, you know, throughout the day. I mean, for example, every 50 minutes I stand up and stretch, right? Mm -hmm. um, I'm a big breather. So I'm taking deep breaths. That doesn't mean that I have to not do those things during the day and then try to cram them all into one big mother session at the end of the day that, exactly. to make sure I'm well. Or do it in the morning so that I have that I can be well throughout the day and then not do any more wellness throughout the day. So this is this is why I think it's more of an integration. So you're experiencing it all day long because I meditate in the morning, I pray in the morning, I breathe, I take those breaths, I stand on a um uh, vibration machine, you know, in between appointments and stuff, I stand on the vibration machine. I walk every day. I'm outside walking, you know, making sure I'm vibrating with the earth. And then I'm, and then I meditate and I calm myself down at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. That's integration. I love that. You said, you know, that you're specifically targeting wellness, not just yes. work, but wellness. So thank you yeah. for that. Okay. So journaling and then the planner, and then what's next? So you said it, breathing. Breathing <laughs> is something you can do anytime. Your breath is always with you. Yep. And it literally takes a moment to walk to the side of your computer, take a couple of deep breaths. I have these online Zen breaks that you could even put on your computer that are anywhere from two minutes to five minutes long if you want to have a little more guidance. <clears throat> um, so uh, breathing and then mm -hmm. meditation. Yeah. I look at the two separately because breathing, we really could just pause, take a breath, pay attention to the inhale, the exhale, and reset and go to the next thing. I know. It's amazing, isn't it? Why do you think that we've gotten it? You know, I think it puts us in a state, we all know the state of fight or flight, but there's fight, flight, fear, and fawn. I mean, there's all of these different states that we're in. We're not always in fight or flight. You know, we could be in fawning, right? Just depression and, and caving in, and that affects our breathing just as much. But I'm amazed, you know, I'm very cognizant of breathing, um, especially with now with my husband. Well, I've always been cognizant, but now I ask him, take a breath, take yeah. three, in, hold it, hold it, hold it, right? <sighs> Let it go. And um, I watch people when I'm speaking on stage. I watch people when I'm in the audience, you know, or people that I'm interviewing and nobody breathes. I mean, we're breathing obviously, right? But no one's consuming and really all the way down to our liver. So many people don't even breathe deep enough into their liver and it just needs help. 
<laughs> yeah, the breath is so exciting because it can be used in so many different ways mm-hmm. um, and it has so much power. So to become curious about the breath mm-hmm. and to breathe purposefully and presently, mm-hmm. when you have your brain connected to the breath, it has so much more power and benefit. Yeah. And it does change your state, regardless of what state you're in, because especially if you're concentrating on uh, not just breathing, but timing it. Right. And that, that I found helped me. It wasn't just enough to, okay, back to work. <laughs> right. I found that when I close my eyes and I breathe in for a certain amount of seconds, hold for a certain amount of seconds, breathe out way deep, hold for seconds. I'm focused on counting and mm-hmm. all of my fear flight, you know, my fight or flight, fear and fawn go away because I'm really focused on that breathing. So is there a technique that you recommend? That's my technique, right? So what is there a technique that you recommend that gets us not only just breathing, but just re-anchored? For me, watching the four parts of the breath, this is a great place for people to begin, especially people who are new to breathing. What you're describing in your practice is breath retention, and Mm -hmm. that works really well for you. For some other people, that might actually increase their anxiety to act, try mm-hmm. to hold their breath or to try mm-hmm. to retain the breath. Um, so the four parts of the breath, we all have an inhale. Mm-hmm. There's always a pause after the inhale. Mm-hmm. We all have an exhale. And there's a pause after the mm-hmm. exhale. When the mind is connected to any four parts of, these, of the breath, your thoughts subside. Mm-hmm. and you become more present, more focused. So it's not possible to think about being with the inhale and thinking about your grocery list at the same right. time, <laughs> right. right? And so it brings your focus into one central yeah. place and it's just like inhale. And you can even say the word to yourself. Yeah. The more color and creativity you add, like you're counting, those numbers bring your brain deeper into the practice. Mm-hmm. Simply yeah. saying the word inhale as you inhale and trying to let that word measure the full length of your inhale. Yeah. And then yeah. feeling that pause. Yeah, I found so. it amazing when I first got got into meditation and breathing. Um, you know, I found that even my inhale was capped. You know, has anyone explained that to you? And I know those that are listening, you know, think about this when you're, especially when I'm in a really high state of maybe fear or flight, right? Um, That first breath that I take, I can't breathe it all in. It caps itself. And I'm like, how can I, I can't get more in. And by the time I've done this four or five times, I'm able to go all the way up, right? And finally let it all out. It's amazing. What what physically happens to people that they can't do that? I've always wondered why can't I? Eh, I can't get up there. I can't get past that that piece until I've done it several times. Yeah, your body is trying to regulate itself. So mm-hmm. the diaphragm, mm-hmm. if it's tight, if it's mm-hmm. tightening up because you're in a stressful situation, yes. maybe yeah. you're ready to go on stage and that anxiety hits you. Oh, Even no, though that you... doesn't help me. No? That never happens with me for stage. No, I love. <laughs> so I when love do you experience, never when would that. you say, <laughs> when would you say that happens where it feels um, when When I'm doing very detailed stuff, mm. you know, when I'm doing very detailed things and if I try to take a, a breath on that, um, I'm just, you know, or I know that 
um, you know, okay, where am I going? Cause I fly a lot, right? I'm out, I'm on the road two to three weeks out of every month. So I'm flying. I'm like, okay, where do I go? And do I have the car? And do I have the, 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 and I go, hold on, hold on. You do this all the time. Just take a breath. And then I go, I can't breathe. I'm going to take it a little bit more. So for me, it's all detail oriented things okay. you know, that I get wrapped up in my brain. Yeah. And so when you're in your brain, you're not in your body. And yeah. there's a muscular response to that. And there's tension. So when we're in our brain, our bodies become more tense and tight. So yeah. as you try to inhale, it's like those muscles aren't, aren't quite warmed up. They're right. not quite ready to do what they need to do. So you've noticed that, okay, yeah. another breath, it's a little better. Another breath, yeah. it's a little better because you've come from your brain into your body right. and it's just like waking up on a freezing cold morning and trying to stretch you're going to yeah. be more like yeah, the tin just, man yeah those muscles are resistant and it's the same with the breath yeah okay very interesting well thank you okay so now for, for is meditation and we're not going to talk a lot about that i think a lot of people you know think it's very zenny very woo woo ish um i akin meditation to prayer i do a little of both right mm -hmm. um so Meditation is whatever someone wants to make it. And what is the fifth thing that you suggest that we do to declutter our thoughts? I would like to speak about the meditation part because I, okay. I don't think it's something yeah. to skip over. Okay. <laughs> and the right. way the way yeah. that you're breathing is actually a meditation. Oh, counting. Okay, good. Yeah. To me, meditation is a way to focus the brain, to take it from all of the things that it could be doing into one specific space. So prayer. Um, prayer is where we speak to God. Meditation is where we listen yeah. and listen for his guidance. Um, so it can be different things to different people. Moving from being really scattered to just watching the flame of a candle or getting out in nature, feeling the ground under your feet. It doesn't have to be sitting static in this right. posture that's uncomfortable. Right. Um, for some people, that's wonderful, but not for everybody. So meditation really is um, universal. It can be for anyone. And it's really about finding what works for you. The breath works for you. Prayer works for you. So it's not something to skip over. It's very important. Okay. Well, I was going to because I just, you know, some people are like, ah, meditation. I'm glad you pulled me back in. I'm glad that you you said that. And I love that you said prayer Prayer is talking to God and meditation is listening. And, you know, um, I've, always, I've always loved that. There's a um, scripture that I'm paraphrasing because I'm not really good at knowing every where every scripture part but i learned from it um and that is um you know uh calm down and know right it, it's be quiet and know and somebody who's listening is going oh my gosh jen you're botching this. <laughs> but i'm okay with that um but is it is and i used to quote it more often that's why i used to know it better but uh you know, it is be silent and know that I am, you know, and I found that, you know, if I can do that, if I can be quiet for a few minutes, you can hear more, you know, you, yeah, you it's like, be still and know God, there something go. like Thank that. You. Be still and know, and know that I am right. And, yes. uh, you know, I love that. And that was one of the things that really helped me make the decision that I was going to do more than just pray, you know, in the morning in bed before I got up and get in bed and pray, you know, pray throughout the day when, especially when I see one, one, one or two, 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 
<laughs> or something beautiful happens, I give gratitude immediately. But I thought, you know, how, how could I extend this? How could I take this longer into just asking what I need? You know, there's a, there's a little joke about heaven, you know, is that all of these angels are, you know, up there and it's busy, 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 busy. And, you know, just trying to help people and the noise is up there. And then God opens this one door and it's just quiet and nothing's going on. The angel's sitting in there sleeping and snoring and everything and and we ask well why is that angel sleeping he goes well this is where the gratitude comes in right the gratitude comes in and so it was all ask 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 and never gratitude these are where we get our thank you notes and our our gratitude and the the angel was snoring and sleeping because nothing was happening there so you know that made me think oh gosh i've got to be you know extend this out live in it breathe in it relax in it comfort you know be in it instead of putting a dot on it put a dot 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 like ah let it happen um so i love that thanks for doing that for me okay sure and gratitude is meditation as well sometimes in my meditation practice it's all about Mm. seeing the teachers who have inspired me the people that i'm grateful for um so yeah yeah, meditation can be so many things that's great okay so what's number five in helping number five is mindful movement and i say mindful movement because the more mindful we are the more connected to what we're doing the more the brain starts to settle down Mm -hmm. and join in and what we're currently doing rather than being on the treadmill with the airpods listening to a podcast watching tv and running all at the same time That's not really mindful movement, but maybe going out for a run in the quiet, being in nature, feeling your feet connects to the earth, that would be mindful movement. Yoga and Pilates, obviously, are the two practices that I love for mindful movement. Mm -hmm. Um, My son loves to lift weights. That's where he feels whole and complete. Um, So mindful movement, being with your movement and letting that be part of what you're giving your attention to, not just what you're doing to yourself. Yeah. So interesting that you say that Um, I'm a competitive ballroom Latin and swing dancer. And when I think about mindful movement, I mean, depending on how I'm feeling the moment I get into the studio, sometimes I want to have fun and do a heavy, you know, a cha-cha, a heavy cha-cha or something. Sometimes I have, you know, not, I wouldn't say anger. I mean, it definitely isn't anger, but I'm a little more sassy and I want to do, you know, a tango, right? Or not even tango. I would want to do a Viennese tango, right? It's a little more sassy. It's like a little more bold. And, and then there are times I get in and my instructor says, what do you want to do? And I say, waltz. I want to do waltz today, not Viennese waltz. I don't want to go fast. I want to go slow. I want to do waltz. I want to be very mindful of every up and down that I'm doing. And, um, you know, and that really clears my head. And I go to the studio five times a week. So that's my yoga. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. And the way you described it, you're describing such a wonderful level of self-awareness. So Mm, you're feeding your spirit and those moods and helping to express some of that energy, which probably leaves you feeling, I know you don't like the word balanced. I don't think of balanced as (laughs) 50-50. I think of balanced as being present and grounded. And when we're in that space, we are the best version of ourselves. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're right. I mean, in dance, it is a balance for me. There's no question about it. I get that. I have to be balanced. I've, I've had a full lesson in just standing on one foot and then on the other <laughs> so that he can create balance for me. <laughs> and uh, so, I mean, I total I totally get that. But yeah, you know, it releases the endorphins for me. And it's funny. A lot of people say, um, you dance every day because before COVID I danced virtually every day. And during COVID, my husband and I would dance to our house here. I don't know if you can see in the background, but we, we barely have any walls because we have such an open concept. It's just like half walls all through the house. And it was great for him because he learned how to guide me better through a, mm -hmm. a crowd of people. <laughs> right? Um, this crowd of people. And people say to me, you dance every day. And I go, well, do you work out every day? Because people do. And yeah. for me, that's my workout. You know, that's it's your mindful movement. Yeah. And it de decompresses me. It re reduces stress for me. Um, there's no question about it. And we know that life is a dance. You know, I talk about that all the time. <laughs> life is a dance. And that's why I dance you know, to get that. Well, um, there's so much more that we could unpack, but we don't have infinite time. Yeah, so I just I know that you have um, a couple things that you'd like to share with our, our audience on what you uh, can offer, you know, are offering them. I know that you do online classes, um, so that people can be in the comfort of their home. And so we'll have those links there as well. But give us a little bit of insight on what um, you might want to share with them. Maybe we, because we didn't get to the three ways to become more Zen, perhaps we can um, maybe offer that to them so that they could get a, a PDF of that. We so. could, yes. I will definitely um, write something up for you. I can create that PDF. That will be the gift to your audience okay, for listening. Yeah. Um, on my website, I have live stream classes, also on-demand classes. Oh, and what I love to do is have a call. I call it a discovery call that is complimentary to anyone who wants to schedule. And we just talk through kind of like you and I did. What yeah. are you currently doing? What's working for you? And I give you a little bit of insight. Like today we made meditation something a little yeah. different for you than yeah. your your previous thoughts about it were. Yeah. Um, some people need a little more assistance than others, but I like to help them plant these seeds throughout the day rather than trying to find hours that they have to dedicate to self-care and yes. wellness. Yeah. And that's how I do it. I do little, I'm like a, a grazing <laughs> meditator, right? A grazing yes. person. I graze all day long and take little, little shots of this. Um, yeah. And I think that's wonderful. And, and I, I do like that you're offering a complimentary conversation. So those that are listening here, you know, don't just go to her website and go, oh, I'll just take the on-demand classes. Maybe I don't want to do the live. Maybe I want to do the live and not the on-demand. Make sure that you're talking to her so that you're taking the right classes so that you're doing the right things and that she can share with you, you know, ways that that you can incorporate other things outside of the classes so that you get more from the experience in um, you know in fulfilling your life and I and I love that again I want to I got to find it again you know going back to it is having a peaceful filled right peaceful living um, yes. and I absolutely love that so is there any last words you'd like to give to anyone do you have a quote do you have um, a book that you suggest people reading or just something you want to say to everyone I would say to be inspired and curious about your wellness and self-care and have conversations about it. One size does not fit all. And there are people like me who can guide you and help you and give you the tools and resources that you need 
to have a healthy relationship with stress, to sleep better and feel better in your body every day. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Roberta, for being with us today, um, coming from Colorado. And you know, it's funny for those of you that are listening and not watching. So she's wearing a very a short sleeve and I know you had a snowstorm. <laughs> we did in last May. week. <laughs> But I have my heater on here in my room. Oh, do you? Oh, okay. Because yes. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, you know, because I know you got, probably still have snow. But I know in Colorado, it came, it went, it's it's already melted off and away we go. And then but, I uh, was in a bikini on Saturday. It was 80 degrees. Yeah. So. yeah. And we always say that, wait 10 minutes in Colorado, there'll be a hailstorm and then some snow and then the sun will come out and uh, yes. you'll get a sunburn. All the things. <laughs> All the same day. Yes. <laughs> Well, again, thank you so much for joining us. And everyone, thank you so much for joining us on Success to Significance. Please be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Jen Duplessis, and you'll find all of our episodes in video format. You can watch those and download them and save them. And uh, again, subscribe to this podcast if you're listening to the fir- uh, listening to it for the first time. Be sure. Actually, we don't subscribe anymore. We actually follow. They changed that. So we want to follow the podcast and um, leave us a great review and some comments about what you learned from Roberta. We love hearing what you are liking on the show. And with that, we'll catch you on the next episode. Jen, it was a pleasure to be here. I had Thank so you. much fun. Thank you. Thank you. you. You've been listening to Success to Significance with Jen Duplessis, the number one podcast for people wanting to give more value and make an impact. Loved this episode? Be sure to subscribe right now at www.jenduplessis.com S2S for more stories, strategies, and thoughts to help you gain significance and success. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Join us next week for another breakthrough episode. Thank you for listening.